1: Good evening, welcome to the LFC Day Trippers, it's full-time Reds, we've just finished up at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Tottenham 1, Liverpool 2, just, just hung on there Kev.
0: Yeah, just catch my breath, just catch my breath. (laughs) Yeah, that was a scaldy, scabby three points if ever I saw one and I couldn't give a fiddler's Three points is all that mattered. Performance, second half, Christ almighty, hung on for dear life. Lads are running on fumes there in the second half. But don't care. I, It's yeah. it's three points. They Most of them will have a week off now before a Southampton game. And yeah, by hook or by crook, that was a season-defining... That's a season-defining game. Not because of the performance, but because of the result and what it meant. If we went 13 behind... Behind Tottenham at this stage of the season, that's a tough, a tough clawback. Yep. Seven points with the game in hand sounds an awful lot better, you know. Yep. And you'll take, you'll take it, and you'll just put it in your arse pocket and look at back at it in March and say, "Do you remember when?" And that's all. That's all that matters. Yeah, there was things and individual things we'll go through it, and no doubt the lads will go through it all tonight again, but. How were you after it? I mean, for, how were you first and foremost when you saw the lineup? Was there surprise? Was you were you surprised to see Harvey in it?
1: Yes and no. I t- I thought they were going to go with with Fabinho, Henderson, and Thiago just for the experience, just to get back to what we knew because the 4-3-3 worked in the last game. I thought that we'd just go with the tried and tested, but I I have no issues with Harvey Elliott going in there, and I I thought he did his job quite well.
0: Yeah, just reading some of the comments there, Chris says, is it Kev is in the halfway house between aged and uh, aged and happy? Yeah, uh, for sure. Definitely. Eunice, I agree with you more so Mm. much. I am so, so tired. After watching (laughs) that, that game threw it out of me. I was. I thought, right, Matt's got to take notes. I'm going to take notes. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, 15 minutes in, the notebook went out. <laughs> and I was like, Nah, Matt will take some notes. We'll be grand. We'll wing it. <laughs> yeah, but, I've
1: got a, I've got a pretty large number of notes for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> so you're bang
0: on there. But, I mean, all the... I mean, look, you go through the line. Harvey Elliott, to me, was a surprise. No doubt yeah. about it. Didn't see it coming, but then we don't know what kind of condition Henderson is in. So, and you'd have to assume that he's not fully match fit to be able to start today a game of today's magnitude. And the worry for me was Harvey. And when I looked at their setup, I thought, this is going to be painful watch, you know? You know, this is going to be they're going to park the bus, it's going to be 5 4 1, it's going to be horrible to watch. And It turned out that way in the first half for a point, you know, where we managed it really well and we didn't allow too much to get at us. Yeah, they had one really good chance of Perisic. But other than that, I thought we managed the first half with it really well. But my God, the second half there, you saw the different, what I was saying to you before we came on, you saw the, the advantages and disadvantages of playing five at the back in the first half and the second half, and it couldn't have been like a dictionary definition of both. The switch over the top from Emerson Royale to Perisic or to Ryan Sessignon was on all game. And if you're playing a narrow 4-3-3, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, you can't defend out there and inside at the same time. So you have to let the lesser of two evils and say, okay, if Perisic gets the ball and he's wide, fine. If we'll force him to cross from wide, and you'll bank bank yourself that it's a, it's going to have to be a perfect cross, and Harry Kane is going to have to beat Ibu and Virgil or Fabinho to get it. There's a lot of if ifs and buts about it, but the the way we started off the game, I thought we were in the lot. We had we're away from home, and we had a fair amount of control in that first half. You know, and it, the control was aided as well by the yeah, first yeah. I, I thought minutes. we dominated
1: the first half. Yeah.
0: The first three minutes, Darwin's first effort on goal. You know, that first volley, that one over the top, was a wake-up call to Emerson Royale. You know, you're in for a game today. and uh, He must yep. have definitely warmed uh, Hugo Lloris's hands because that was a, there was venom on that.
1: Yeah, the boy can hit a volley. There is no doubt about that. He just yeah. needs to get it going about five degrees either side of directly at yeah. the goalkeeper. and Some of those are going to start going in. Like, I had Darwin down for three, you know, half chances within the first six minutes of the game. Like that just – he seemed like he was going to have a day running against their defense, and it was on. Pretty much any time you got the ball up, you just threw it into Mm -hmm. that channel. And it was both teams were effectively using the same strategy. Just hoof the ball into that back corner where the right back is and just let somebody with speed go and collect it. And it was working for Darwin better in the first half than it was working for them. And conversely, in the second half, they were getting more joy out of that than we were.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean – and it, I mean, it, I'm pretty sure our goal came before their chance, didn't it? Yeah, we got our goal first. Yes. Yeah, because that came, because Darwin, you, you're right, Darwin had a couple of chances. And in the first time, I mean, the ball started off on the right. It was a lovely one-two between Salah and Elliot to get the move going. Went out to Robertson, ball into Darwin. I thought, he's going to shoot again. And no, yep. he just took the one touch, took it away from the defender, ball into Mo, trapped, volley, avda I mean, it, it was just a it was a beautiful move, and it was a great bit of vision from Darwin, but what a finish from Salah.
1: Yeah, it it, it was just a lovely, lovely bit of play. Like, I wrote the passes down. I rewound my feed and just watched it again because it was so smooth. It went from Ibu to Mo to Harvey to Bobby to Robbo to Darwin to Mo. And it was just bang, 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 bang. Like crisp, sharp passes right where they needed to be, like those passes that tell the player where they're going and what they're doing with the ball. And then Darwin's touch to kill the ball dead. He gets his head up. You know, he doesn't just kill the ball dead and spin knowing where the goal is and try to blast it on goal. He gets his head up. He sees Mo Mo's right there, puts it on a plate for him, bang into the back of the net. Yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely goal.
0: It was. And that was a bit of the pressure off because of the way they were set up. I was worried, you know, first goal was vital. If yeah. they got it, we could have been in, in the mire. Oh, yeah, trying this would have been to, a trying to break ship. that, Yeah, trying to break that down would have been an absolute nightmare. But us getting the first goal, they had to commit. They had to do something different, and they did. You know, to their credit, they... Ryan Session started getting involved a lot more, and there was a lot of cross-field balls into him, and a couple of them... That worked. There was one that worked. That he got inside Trent, and there was a little nudge on his back, and he went down as if he was like his Achilles yeah. snap. But you know, and the, the worst of it is they were right in the commentary uh, in the pundits when they're saying at the halftime. Graham Sooners is saying, if that's given, it's not getting overturned. But it was. It would have been softer. If it was given. But you see some so of soft. the decisions that have been made over this weekend. And the only one that I saw reversed was the one in the Palace games because I watched Palace yeah. West Ham today. Yeah, and, and that, that was one was soft. reversed. Rightly so. When yeah. you guys watch Match of the Day tonight after, you know, you watch Fatback 4, obviously, then you'll see that one and you'll be like, oh, my God, how? Yeah. But, you know, Trent got a bit of away with one there. I us not say he got away with one, but you can't be given referees decisions to make there. But then the other one came with Perisic with the header. And Allison made a save to win off the post. Yeah. And you're like, okay, look, yeah, they're one down, but they're far from out of it. And the one thing you can look at the Tottenham side today, they can all play. You know, they're they're all good footballers. You know, it might not have had a uh, Hillman's son or Kuliseski's from the start, but they can all play football and they're all competent players. So one nil was never safe.
1: No, and I mean the the threat of Harry Kane all game, I thought it was pretty obvious that we were game planning for that. Like there was one point where Ibu Kanate chased him down into his own half, you know, yes. harrying after him. Because it's it was so clear, especially before they made their changes, that if they were gonna have any joy, it was almost certainly gonna come either with Harry Kane creating it or Harry Kane getting on the end of it. And it seemed like we had really we had really clocked onto that and we were being smart about it. Uh I mean, there was a couple of times in this game that Trent Alexander-Arnold hit some unbelievable crossfield passes yeah. to Darwin Nunez. Yeah. Just, like, I think three in the first half where he just gets his head up, sees him in a little bit of space, and just knows. I mean, it was kind of what I mentioned on the show on Friday of, like, elite pace just makes everything better.
0: Yeah, it does. You, like, I mean, the one, the one that he just – he didn't even knock it. The ball was there, and he just hit it first time. Yeah. And he hit it with pace that no matter what they do, all they can do is just stand and watch it because you can't try to intercept it because you're not getting there. And that side of his game is fantastic. He wasn't helped today with Harvey being on that right-hand side. For all the good work that Harvey did on the ball, he doesn't sense danger off it. And if Trent is trying to mark the runner on the inside, he can't. Be in two places at once, so you you have yeah. to leave. Someone is going to be open, and it's generally going to be the person on the outside. But then, out of nothing, a long clearance up front, a punt—you know, just clear the ball, relieve the pressure. Eric Dyer doing Spursy things, yep. and Mo Salah. That goal looked so easy. Yeah, it was. Soon this was our. Soon as he was saying a half time is anything but, and it wasn't, because the touch off his knee at pace, controlled, wait for the keeper, and chip over the top. Yeah, two 0 and you look at it and you think two 0 job done. Get to half time. What a goal! First and foremost, a brilliant finish. But yeah. because it's it, because it's Salah, and it's like, oh, it's just Salah. It's just what he does. That is serious football. That is a serious finish. You know? And to be able to do that, the pace that he's going at, unreal. Yeah. But what in the hell? I mean, Eric Dyer is going to go to the World Cup. Eric Dyer will yeah. probably, more than likely, start for England. Yep. And in patches, you can see why, in the second half, for what he did going the other way, as an overlapping centre-back. But for decisions like that, that's the decision... Is the reason why Trent is why they're saying Trent shouldn't be starting for football, yeah. or for international football in World Cups. Gary Neville made the point in commentary in the second half. Would you trust him in a knockout game that he wouldn't get caught by that ball over the top? And the same has to be said about Eric Dyer. That was a bread and butter ball. You just you put your head through it and you put it back where it came from. No questions asked. But the alertness of Mo salads and one seat read it and two even if he got the header he'd have probably got there but the composer to take the finish and a 2-0 where you think like okay it's 2-0 get to halftime and then we'll just three four five yeah my, you know, th- my thought at
1: hap- my thought at halftime was might be that conte might even change his game plan 'Cause it was it was obvious with having Kulisevsky and Mora on the bench that at some point they were going to come onto the field. And I thought with it being two nothing down and with us being so dominant and Spurs looking so fragile, I thought he might go, Well, let's not risk these guys. You know, if they're just coming back from injury, it might not be worth it. Like, I was expecting him to bring on another two or three fullbacks and really try to shore it up and, you know, not concede any more goals. But uh, eventually, he made the positive changes, and I mean, the the second half couldn't have been a lot different. But I was I was over the moon at halftime. It was it was such a good performance. You know, we showed up, we scored the first goal, didn't really look like conceding. You know, with the exception of the the Parisi chance that goes off of the crossbar from Allison, mm. they made the mistake instead of us, which was really nice to be on the receiving end as opposed to the giving end of an absolute gift of a goal for once. So yeah, like halftime. Felt great. Felt great. Yeah, Not, not so much so. You know, how long did, it, how long did
0: it last after about 46 minutes and 30 seconds? Well, I mean, them how having three,
1: <laughs> three, three corners in the first five minutes uh, didn't exactly work. Yeah. I mean, I have it down at 48 and a half minutes. They had a long cross that misses the first man in the box. Can't remember who it was. Might have been Kane. And Trent's just absolutely asleep at the back, sit- at the back stick. Sessignon drifts onto the ball. Pulls it back in for a shot from Perisic that goes off of the crossbar. I mean, it's a three and a half minutes into the second.
0: half. Yeah. like it wh- was chalk and cheese, wasn't it? It was like they decided to turn up and have a game of football in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, it
1: probably it probably helps their attitude that they got booed off by their yeah. own fans at halftime.
0: But so, it was like they come out. Whatever Conte must have said. Whatever he addressed at halftime, he stretched the pitch. He made the pitch wider, much wider. He didn't tell Perisic when he was playing as a second striker to play as a second striker. He told him to go wide. And they really played that 3-4-3, three, three, stretched the pitch. We were defending narrow anyway. We always do. It's just yeah. the way we play. So as long as you can get that ball played wide, and it's not over our fullback. It's just the way that that ball is going to be angled. You're always that ball is always on and switch from side to side. And while that is going on, you're looking for the midfield runner to go up and be that extra man for Kane. And Benton Corps was making the runs, and Hoyberg was making them at times. These are big unit players. So you can see what he did at halftime. And we couldn't cope, nope. we couldn't get our foot in the ball, we couldn't pass through the lines. Anytime that we were trying to get out, we couldn't hold it forward. And after about an hour, there were, we were looking like we were running in treacle. And credit where a student spurs, that was more them than us. We were chasing shadows. We were yeah. chasing the ball, trying to hold a shape as best we could, try to hold possession when we could, and just build our way back into the game. But, you know, hats, hats, you know hands up to them. They were really good in the second half. Yeah, you know, they they don't have the points total that they have for nothing. They topped their Champions League group. Admittedly, it was a late result, but and it was a not a strong group. But this is a Tottenham who twelve months ago were knocked out of the the conference, and well, we're out of the conference and struggling. You know, so in twelve months, Conte has instilled his way of playing, and they've bought in, for whatever reason. They can't do it in the first half of games. They're giving up leads left, right, and centre. But they've also built up that mentality of coming back into it. And when they got the one, I thought, oh. I, it was yeah. a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. Because I thought, if they get one, they'll get two. And if they get two, they'll get three. And I really was thinking about falling in sick after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, God, my internet's gone. Yeah, you're on. You're on WhatsApp. Yeah, my my internet's gone, gone, gone. See you later. Yeah,
1: uh, turn my the phone, phone off. in the
0: bin. My bin, yeah. my, my bin gets collected and talking to no one ever again. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I credit credit to Spurs. I mean, I, their uh, their substitutes really changed the game. I mean, uh, 68th minute Kulisevsky came on for Sesanyan. Doherty came on for Emerson Royale. So basically, swapped the fullbacks out, brought another attacker on for one of them, and. A minute later, they've got the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. You know, and and it came from Doherty playing it into Kulisevsky, who, like, with pretty much his first touch, makes a great run and gets through our defense. Uh, But yeah, Doherty plays it into Kulisevsky, Kulisevsky to Kane. And I mean, none of us in here, I imagine, are huge fans of Harry Kane, but that's a goal scorer's finish, that one. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, Ibu was probably a a fraction of a second late. I think. Still think Ibu got a deflection because it was just an unnatural loop on the ball, but it was about the only place Kane could put it. Yeah, and Allison with the best will in the world, he just couldn't do anything about it. You could probably, you know, hypercritical and say, yeah, Ibu should have read it slightly quicker. But you're talking that you're talking. Yeah, he he was a half of a boot away from blocking that out for a corner and yeah, dims the gaps of in football at this level sometimes you know we see it with offside goals we see it with goals like Kane's today it was a hell of a finish you know but yeah. and it was the, the the pass made the finish or for me you know the pass was better than the finish you yeah. know the pass considering he was cold coming on hadn't played in months hell mm-hmm. of a player that kid you know he's a, he is a hell of a player and that's when my ass, my arse started doing buttons, you know? Yeah. Oh God. Because we just started looking like worse and worse and worse. And- yeah. It's
1: I, I had the exact same thought as you. I wrote it down in my book of like, mm. if we, if we can see the second we're losing.
0: Mm.
1: Like we, we look completely, completely on the back foot that like they were just coming right after us. I mean, it would be uh, negligent to fail mentioning that uh, on the 70th minute, Antonio Conte gets a yellow card for running over to our technical area and slapping the ball out of Pep Linder's hands. Yeah.
0: That's just Conte being Conte, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's just, that's handbags. They're they're showing a replay of the goal on my stream and the next thing they go and there's the referee giving yellow cards. Antonio <laughs> Conte. They're like, what the hell? What the
0: hell happened yeah,
1: here? Uh but that was the that was the first goal we've conceded all year when we've been in the league.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, as I've often said it in the streams, the results aside, we've been in in pretty much every game bar one, and we've had chances in every game that we've lost or drawn to win it and win it comfortably, not just by the odd goal here and there. It was um, it's frustrating looking at the at the table. To you know, to look at the points total and look at the points that we've left behind us, but that's just football. You know, you just gotta yeah. suck it up and ride with it because what can you do? I mean, Craig, there or sorry, Chris is saying they hit the post twice, so we rode our luck today. You're damn right, yeah, it's, we did. But there are plenty of games that we didn't have that bit of luck that went, you know, to go for us. So it swings and roundabouts in in some ways, you know. The, um, And I think that that is the game. If it was all a case of, like, you know, these are the players, he's better than him, this should happen, and this should happen, we'd all be millionaires because we'd be betting gurus. Yeah, no kidding. We're not, and there's a reason why we're not. You know, football is just one of those games that loves to kick you in the short and curlies when you least expect it. And, you know, I mean, that's why I look at the result today, and and... Going forward, that is so big. That that is so big. It is it, it just is, especially after the Leeds lot, you know, the the performance at Leeds, the performance against Forest, no no away wins in the league. On the back of a really good performance against Napoli, it was vital that we come away with with three points because it puts us in the hunt. That's all it does. It just puts us in the hunt.
1: Yeah. Well, it certainly keeps us from falling out of it, you know, in a realistic way because you know, you can say that last year we clawed back 14 points on City just about, but this team isn't playing anywhere even no. close to the same sport as what and, we were playing last year. And we had year. two
0: like, games in hand on them as well. So, yeah.
1: So, I mean, yeah, we win our game in hand. Granted, it's against Chelsea. So, who knows how that yeah, game watch goes.
0: I watched Chelsea in the first game, and they're a side I'd want to be playing next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I wish we could get that game out of the way right now as opposed to having to wait until, what, middle of January, I think, is when that game's getting. Yeah
0: replayed yeah.
1: and then we made a few substitutes uh shortly after they scored we brought curtis jones on for bobby firmino and henderson came on for harvey elliott
0: yeah uh, they're the, yeah they're the right subs
1: yeah i think so i mean i didn't think bobby had a spectacular game but you know he did did what he needed to do to facilitate mo and darwin to yeah. do what they need to do
0: in the first min, in the first five minutes i thought we're, we're playing a diamond here Bobby's playing in as a 10 with the two lads. Mm-hmm. They might be defending in a 4-3-3 but they're attacking like that. Yeah. And that's what it looked like right at the start. And then as the game developed you could see it was rigid 4-3-3. Very um, rigid. Yeah. But I mean Curtis came on it was it was just fresh legs. It was uh, more tired minds than anything else. Darwin through the middle. Um Henderson come on just to try, a bit of calmness a bit of experience to come on for Harvey's or fresh legs, but that's all it was. And I was more nervous when we went to a five. And there's a reason why we don't play a five at the back is because of those last five minutes that we played with a five at the back. You don't stumble into a back five. You work on a back five for yeah. weeks and months to know exactly what to do and when to do it. And that five, four that, well, that, that we were playing it was a case of look but at all costs just don't concede don't worry about getting out with the ball don't worry about anything else don't concede and we um we got out of jail you know in a lot of ways we got out of jail but it was brute force and ignorance towards the end of it (laughs) you know uh, it was there was no skill involved it was just brute force and ignorance that We're not going to concede. We're not going to. We're not going to leave uh, the the new Wire lane with less than three points, and that's what we got. Can you, if anyone is in the chat who's watched the press conferences, could you please let us know what Klopp or Conte has been saying after that? I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, if you got any juicy uh, press tidbits, and well, yeah, guys are at earlier. Somebody said that we have your team watching and only about sixteen likes, so. Just take a second for us, please, and hit that like button, the subscribe button, notification bell, all that fun goodness for us. It uh, it helps us out keeping the channel going to as many people as we can. I I I was blown away in the second half how poor our ball retention was in the midfield. Like I thought, Fabinho, I thought Fabinho, Thiago, and Harvey functioned very fine in in the first half. You know, Fabinho wasn't having a prime. You know, he's the lighthouse of our midfield game, but he was doing what he needed to do. He was in the right lanes. Thiago was picking passes. But in the second half, like, Thiago had some balls that he was, you know, when he normally does that little chest down where he turns it around the corner. And it was just right to them. Like, Henderson turning the ball over to them. Robbo intercepts the ball and runs it into midfield and just gives it away.
0: Matt, I just got to do something. One sec. I'll be right back. One second.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just keep on talking that uh, there was one point where Salah had the ball on the right side and I could hear on my commentary I'm pretty sure it was Henderson yelling to him keep it keep it keep it and he just passed it right to the Spurs player and put us on the break and I wrote down it looks like they're diving all over the place but no it was definitely Fabinho fouled Hoiberg and they should have had a free kick on the edge of the box he definitely uh, he definitely cleated him there. Uh, and yeah, Darwin had a, had a shot that went off of the bar from a nice pass from Thiago in the 82nd minute, but he was offside. Uh, more had
0: one more had one as well, didn't he? More had one that was really close. Yeah, I and think that one was also offside. Well, they said it was off, they gave it as offside, but I reckon that would have been on if that if he'd have scored. I think I, I honestly think he'd have been on site then. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, think it was that. I'd always I know it was given up. Yeah, it was it was just one of those. It was just the the body position of the defender. I think would have played Mo on. It was that tight. But the yeah, Darwin that, one was, yeah, the Darwin one was definitely off. Yeah, that was on the
1: hour mark. Darwin got uh Mo loose in behind their defense, and he was having a tough time breaking free of the defender, hmm. and uh it went offside. And that was right around the time that I and you mentioned this-like, holy crap, we look gassed. Like yeah. all of so our I, players legs just seem like they were full of lactic acid.
0: Yeah. Emma is saying there, Conte thinks it's difficult to explain. Um, it's just gone. All right, it's It's difficult to explain the results. They feel they deserve more based on the second half performance. Yeah. I wouldn't argue with that. You know, I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely, I genuinely wouldn't argue with that based on the second half performance, but at the same time we did have half chances. In the second half in the same way as they had half chances in the first half so yeah i mean it's I one think, of those if if it was a draw i wouldn't be able to sit here and say spurs didn't deserve it no no you know? not at all but I,
1: to me this game is another one that goes into something that's been mentioned on multiple shows on this channel of at some point spurs fans patience with antonio conte is going to run out because to me that first half was him coaching the team to play in a certain way and then in the second half being more like well let's actually go and try to score goals and play football and they were a totally different team they were a totally different team i mean like hearing them get booed off at halftime i mean that's just fantastic it's like catnip for the years sort of thing but like that can't keep happening like i don't recall our fans booing the team off at halftime at home like because we get coached with a positive philosophy to go and try to attack the game and take it to teams like at at a certain point, like you know, next time you got Luke on on one of the Friday shows, just have to ask him how uh, how much longer he's willing to persist well, with the type of football that he plays.
0: They were they they are disgruntled, I know that, but the thing is, you got to look at it, and I wonder they've played it. Their their squad is depleted the same as ours. I don't think they could play at that intensity for ninety minutes, game in game out. I I, don't, I just don't think they have it in them. Maybe they have it in them to play at that high intensity for forty five, and they try to stay in the games until the second half and then take over. Maybe that's just the way he's planning his way through this season. That look stay in games until half, and look at the points that they've tallied up. So it more often than not, it works out okay for them. Yeah, you know, even conceding the first goal, they have enough in them to. To go on the second half and turn over results. I suppose if you've got the likes of Kane, Richarlison, son, Kulisevsky to call on, you can do that. But when mm-hmm. you don't, then yeah, it's it's just one of those. You know, what I mean, yeah, it's given the excuse for injuries. We definitely but... we definitely drew Spurs at a good time
1: to play Spurs. There's yeah,
0: oh percent There's no master been... that yeah there's There's been plenty of sides who who can literally say the exact same thing about playing us you know depleted squad players having to play to overplay and perfect time to play because you saw it today it wasn't a case of not wanting to retain the ball or not wanting to make the right decisions it's just they're physically fucked yeah and when you're physically tired you're mentally tired and that's when mistakes happen. The fact that we only conceded the one, you know, all pluses, all pluses yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, like being, being tired mentally and physically against Spurs in the first half when they were so passive, you know, it allowed us just that extra split second on the ball. But in the second half and after they made their changes, they were snapping into everything and they were coming for us and mm. just... That that split second goes from being our advantage to our disadvantage because they're just that much snappier into their tackles, and yeah. into their press, and oh man, did it show because that made for a long second half. But then come the 86th minute, come into the future, three at the back, it didn't go great, but first iteration, baby steps, baby steps, we're getting there.
0: It was horrific. Let's just it not – it never it was, goes there again. It was horrific. They were clueless. They didn't have a clue where they were supposed to be. They couldn't pass the ball out. They had Mo Salah up front as a target man to try to hit. No, 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 no. no. Oh, it was so it, – it pretty much bad. the first The first <laughs> thing that
1: happened. The first thing that happened after Gomez comes on for Nunez is a long ball comes in and Ibu Kanate and Virgil van Dyke both just stand there and just let it bounce in our box. And it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? And like, nobody could get ahead. Like, there was just these ridiculous games of head tennis where the ball is just getting headed back and forth and back and forth. And, like, we had plenty of opportunities to just put your foot on it, kick the ball under Rose Ed, everybody get reset. (laughs) But instead, it was just bonk, 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 bonk. Yeah, it was mental.
0: It was mental football. I never want to see that again unless it's been worked on for six months and they come and get two permission slips from their parents. Yeah. before they play yeah. that again. You, uh, hey, we're going ma- to make- to work on it. Yeah, Eunice is making the comment there. Apparently, we're very close with Cody Gatpo. Interesting. Mm. He's saying things I that, I that you like to hear. Yeah. Uh, things I definitely like to hear. 100%. <laughs> yeah, the- Claire Dean there, the second half was like wacky races. It- yeah, it was. But it was also a case of grit and fortitude and resilience, and we the amount of games when we've been on good runs, and we've had to see out games like this, not often we've had to sit back and soak up 45 minutes of it. But there, you're away from home against a side who are currently sat in the top three or four. You're going to be under pressure at times. And I thought more often than not, we would stood it well enough to say, okay, we have what we hold, and we just look forward from here.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of people going with uh, Ibu Kanate as man of the match. Who did you uh, who did you like for man of the match today?
0: Um, thought Mo was really good. Uh, the goals, obviously. Look, I mean, goals win, point goals goals win games, and um, yep. the composure he showed for the first one, the touch and volley. The chip for the second one. I'm lucky not to get a hat-trick. Um, he looked like he was enjoying his football. And he'd be the one I'd give it to over anyone else. thought Robert did okay. Um, yeah, it, I mean... The thing is, if you'd have asked me at half-time, I would have had no problems. But over the 94, 95 minutes... Yeah, I... Allison has to be up there with a shout as well. Yeah. thought so he, he was uh he was really, really good. Uh um, even even though
1: on the fifty-third minute, uh he does this thing this season. I don't know if he did it last year or before, where when he gets the ball, he goes like this.
0: Oh, he just tells people to turn around.
1: Yeah, like okay, let's Face let's out. go again. And he's standing there doing that, and Harry Kane just about picks his fucking pocket. All right. There's and some... it's just like, oh Ali, yeah. what are you doing?
0: Yeah, some comments in here for Klopp. You need to You need to learn winning again. That's how it starts. With a massive resilience, putting your foot in, putting your head in, you need to learn when. Yeah, Okay, that's the same comment twice. Cool. But um, I was really worried for him when he got clattered by Matt Darty. Because he went in holding his ribs. Uh, Look, it was... Probably it was a foul on the keeper, nothing malicious in it. It was a ball that was there to be won. Matt Daugherty was perfectly entitled to go for it. But this is the thing, a week away from, you know, 10 days away from the World Cup or whatever, you know, you damage your ribs, you're done.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so, and this is, i want to put this myth, urban myth to bed now about players holding themselves for the World Cup or what have you. None of that. If Jordan Henderson was hoping, holding himself for the World Cup, he'd have put his hand up today and said, nah, I'm not 100%. I'm not playing. Virgil van Dijk, would not have put in that kind of a shift today. Putting his head in, putting his legs in to be hit. Then, you know, it's, uh, I think it's definitely one of those. You know, I just think it's, uh, people need something to talk about and it's a talking point. It's nonsense for me. I don't think athletes, players at this level, at that club, I don't think they think like that. I think, I just don't see it, you know. If they did, I'd be really worried, but I just don't see that in, the, in them. John Osses in PSV 3 sporting directors, Marcel Brandt, yeah, the Everton fella. Openly talking about Liverpool and Gakpo. Something is Gakpo's already had two player of the month in the Eredivisie this season. PSV are flying. He <laughs> will go to the World Cup and he will start for the, for the Netherlands. If he doesn't start, he'll be first change and he'll play his way into that Dutch side. He's a six foot two left winger who can play across the front three. You know, he can play left, right. He can play through the middle. And I don't think he's out of the way expensive. I think he's an absolute no brainer if he's available. We have to be in that conversation. You can't have too many good players in your club. We're a, we're a forward short. Diaz and Jota are going to be out for a while. Get him in the door.
1: Yeah. And I, I like it because, you know, it helps uh, get everybody angry because certainly some people are going to think that we're going to sign Cody Gatpo and just completely forget about the midfield. And I don't think that's no, the case. I don't think that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: believe me, when it comes to this summer, I'm going to be really on. I'm not FSG out by any stretch of the imagination, far from it. I'm, I'm the opposite of that, actually. But I'm FSG, fucking do something. Yeah. Give him. Give Juergen the tools to do the job. That's all you're asking for. Laszlo no. has a shout.
1: Nuri Sahin on loan.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and so shout cool. out Shout out to Laszlo, who uh, nailed the uh, starting lineup on our uh, Friday show. Probably Perfect. about the only prediction from our Friday show that went uh, successfully. No,
0: I, 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 I said Palace would beat West Ham. And yeah, I said, yeah, I think we all said that. And I, no, and I thought Villa would get something at uh, United. You did. you did. Not that uh, much, though. I thought we'd beat Spurs 2-0.
1: So did I. I thought we'd beat Spurs 2-0. I had Villa down for a draw. was very happy to be incorrect right. about that. And the late Palace winner looked good for me. But, yeah. I mean, the the Leeds-Bournemouth game, that well, seemed like it was going to be a stinker and it turned into a cracker.
0: Quick one on on uh, uh, Never Give Up's comments. Uh, thoughts on Fabinho's performance today? I,
1: I thought he was good in the first half. And then in the second half, I think he fell victim to what the entire team fell victim to. You know, everybody's, everybody's Mm. performance. You know, if you say that we played at a seven or an eight in the first half, we were five or six for at least the first 20, 25 minutes of the second half. And Fabinho fell victim to that. Uh, There was a few times just, you know, dawdling on the ball in the middle of the park. Like him and Tiago just had a tough time finding passes to break out when he got the ball back.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Where was the out ball? You know, if they're on the ball, where are they going with it? And if there's no options, you got to go back. What can you do? Um, I watched the reason why I watched the Palace West uh, Palace West Ham game today is to watch Declan Rice, and um, because like it's three games in a week, I thought, okay, let's see what he's all about. Uh, I steer clear for the money that West Ham are looking for. There's better value elsewhere. He's um, he's very rudimentary. He's very basic at what he does. He's he's generic to me he's a generic footballer you know there's nothing nothing special about him he does a lot of things competently fairly well but West Ham play in a shape where they will give up possession of the ball and play on teams on the counter more often than not you know they don't dominate the ball they don't play like they dominate the ball and yeah he can he can do that second CDM role where he's the one who attacks or he can play as a six where he just distributes, but I think he's a, he'd be a very, very expensive luxury. When I think any money that you could spend on him, you could probably spend less and get the same quality elsewhere. I, and that's not like I've watched a lot of him over the last few years. And a lot of them at West Ham. He's a good, competent player, but West Ham are in cloud cuckoo land with the fee, with the money they're talking. Absolute cloud cuckoo land. No chance. Yeah,
1: the the idea that he's a hundred million pound midfielder yeah, is no. is, the English- is craziness. I mean, an expensive luxury. I mean, that's half true because I don't know if you'd really consider Declan Rice what he brings to a team to be luxury at all. You know, like that's that's like playing Mercedes Benz prices for a Toyota Corolla, but there is value in having a toyota corolla because i think that declan rice would do a fantastic job in our midfield because he's got to me a lot of the same traits that jordan henderson had
0: yeah but so does probably half a dozen other players i mean the thing is, yeah the, the way you look at it the way i look at this right calvin phillips is better he's just a better footballer yeah and he and he yeah. is but calvin phillips went to city for 46 million pounds and that's his value. That's a fair price, what Leeds got for Calvin Phillips. That's a fair price for Declan Rice. Is 40 45 million pounds, not a cent more. He's he's that, and that's it. And I agree with Laszlo. He's got Chelsea written all over him. Yeah, Kevin Calvin Phillips can't stay fit. I get that. But I'm talking about Calvin. For us. Calvin Phillips, the player, is a 46 million pound player. You know, you get him on the pitch. You get him fit, you get him firing. When he develops, when he when he gets playing, that's how I what I value him at. I wouldn't think, and I think that's where for me, that's where the barometer needs to be for. If you're looking at an English sense midfielder at that age group, with the qualities that he, that he have, nobody in their right mind pays a hundred million pounds for a central midfielder, a holding midfielder. You you just don't. I mean, Paul
1: Pogba a couple of times, maybe.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's proving your point, isn't it? (laughs) It,
0: Yeah, it is. But look, there's going to be so much for the lads to cover tonight. So, look, we'll, you know. Yeah, we should
1: just about try to leave some of the low hanging fruit for the boys to get into.
0: Fat back four.
1: Yeah, coming up in what, two and a half, two and three quarters? Yeah, 10 p.m.,
0: the, the boys will be on. And then we start the circus again because. Derby County. Does anyone know in the chat if the Derby County game is, uh, is being televised? If you do, please let me know. Yeah, Dara, that's a really good shout. That's a really good shout. Oh, um, there we are. Rice yeah. is a poor man's Carrick. Michael Carrick was an exceptional footballer. He was an exceptional footballer when he was at Spurs and United snipped in and got from, him.
1: Far from sexy, though. Just yeah. doing the work that you need done oh, in no. midfield. Yeah. No,
0: Declan Rice was much. or sorry, not Declan Rice. Michael Carrick, to me, was that deep playmaker. His passing range was ridiculous good. It's just the fact that he played for Man United. Liverpool fans will never give him the credit. He does, that he, you know, they'll never give him his flowers. Michael yeah. Carrick, to me, was a was a sweet, sweet footballer. Really was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jake Semester here with a quote from Klopp's press conference. Tottenham are famous for their comebacks this season. They had chances to cause us massive problems, and they did, but we came through it, and that is the most important thing. I mean, that's the uh, theme for that's the it. show, basically. Yeah, that's the three points is absolutely all that matters. I mean, Laszlo, with a little counter to you here, that Carrick was also a poor man's Alonso. There's there's
0: levels to this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. There are always, always levels. So, I Oh, speaking probably-
0: of the levels... You know, I play a lot of FIFA, right? Yeah. Well, Javier Mascherano put out, they did his 1-11 to 11 of players that he's played with. And that's this week's themed uh, yeah. team yeah. that you can play offline games against. And with all of the midfielders that he played, he put himself in midfield okay. with Lionel Messi in a 10, okay. Stephen Gerrard next to him, Okay, That's pretty good. Virgil be Virgil behind him, and Trent Alexander, yeah, and you know the, the clubs he's played for.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I'm Virgil be <laughs>
0: Virgil behind him, and Trent at right back over Dani Alves. Interesting. And this is Javier Mascherano we're talking about. Played with Javier Iniesta and, and all the boys, and he picked Steven Gerrard to play with him. Uh, yeah. Virgil and.
1: I mean he was side by side with some pretty prime Gerard. You know, Ooh, he yeah. got to see he got to see Gerard when he was the best player in the world. So that's uh that's awesome. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. let's get out of here. That's about 45 minutes. That's enough yeah, for us. Yeah, that's enough
0: for us. Listen, yeah. guys, thanks very much for everyone in the chat for coming in. We know you know we appreciate you so much. Please yeah. smash the like button on the way out and the lads will be back at 10. Uh, don't yeah. forget Lydia's um, GoFundMe, the details should be in the description. If they're not, then they'll be on our socials. Uh, I don't know what the total is, but we'll find out that tonight for sure.
1: Yeah, didn't have enough time before we got on. It was game over and come right online for Mm. it. Uh, Yeah, and then just final thing, just everybody light a candle for Ralph Hasenhutl, who lost his job today, and uh, celebrate the fact that my preseason prediction of Saints going down is looking a little bit better day by day by day and hopefully next weekend we can help put another nail into that coffin and get us off to the world cup break on a winning high so thanks for joining us on full-time reds for kevin matt see you guys after the derby game sports social podcast network